I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's just Brendan, um, but I do have a special guest. Oh, welcome to Come Through Queen. I do have a very special guest um, this week. Uh, my friend Aaron Rodriguez is here. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm fantastic. I'm honored to be here. Yes. So we're kind of newish friends. It's like a summer friendship. Yeah, right? we're having a summer fling. A summer fling. Um, we literally saw each other in the street once and that's kind of how we met in person for the first time yes yes i mean i've been listening to the podcast for years um and i think i i want to say i slid into your dms but that makes it sound like flirty no no yeah yeah it yeah. wasn't flirty i just wanted to be friends with you so it was like i, I like frolicked into your dms uh-huh. and it was like hey and we started talking and i found out you were moving to like five minutes away from my apartment exactly and i think the first or second day that i moved to park slope i saw you on the street yes yes um, and I do want to shout out, uh, he did bring me, so we're recording from my home, which is weird. Beautiful home. Um, and he brought me a little housewarming gift. Um, he brought me blondies that are bedded all on blondies. There we go. Um, a nod to one Erica Jane's Vegas show. And I also wanted to shout out for my birthday a couple months ago, he did bring sprinkle cookies and they were in little miniature trash cans, <laughs> which is brilliant. Yeah, yes. because Teresa told me to do so. Yes, he's a baker. Um, so uh, let's talk. First of all, we already talked about um, our non-Bravo stuff over on Patreon, so go listen to that and subscribe if you aren't already. But there's a lot going on this week in like Bravo news. We're overflowing with news. We literally are overflowing. And Dan's in Italy, which I didn't mention, but... It's funny, Dan being in Italy, anyone else in Italy would not be tuning in to the Winter House trailer, but of course, Dan of all people is tuned in. So I'm going to play the 
voice memo that's, I think, three minutes long that I got from Dan <laughs> about the Winter House trailer. I haven't uh, listened to it yet. And then we'll talk about it. So one sec. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And I'm reporting with my thoughts on the Winter House Season 3 trailer. There's actually just so much to discuss, and I'm sure Brendan will get to it all today with Aaron. But uh, I guess, like, obviously it's very important to me that Brian Benny is here first and foremost after our recent Family Karma binge. I'm glad to see him carrying the torch. And our only true moment with him is an interaction with Danielle where they both seem orbiting Saturn. Um, speaking of which, Danielle seems activated. It's as if she is carrying the torch for Lindsay Hubbard. Um, speaking of Lindsay Hubbard, wow. I mean, we just got our statement moments ago. But the fact that she and Carl are not in the house is a little bit of a missed opportunity. So we could see, like, how did we get here? Which brings me to Tom Schwartz in the house. And we all know this is on the heels of Scandaval. And the rumor was, had Scandaval not happened, Sandoval was supposed to also be in Winter House again. So that's interesting. Uh, oh, okay. So we get like all these cameo appearances. Captain Sandy, not interested. Uh People from Below Deck, I don't know. Other people who I don't know. And then I can't really make sense of, is Jason main cast? <laughs> because he is in the cast photo, but isn't called out in the intro. So I'm not making sense of that. And if we're going to be getting visits from anyone, we need a visit from Dharma Auntie. At the very least, she needs to help Brian Pack at the very beginning. Uh, who else? Okay, Corey, surprised to see him. Uh, still kicking. Sam shows up very activated. I'm loving that. And I guess, you know, we really save the most important for last being mother and father, Kyle and Amanda. With a literal mother and father tease, although, as we know, this is filmed six months ago, at least, I think. So I think we would know if they were a mother and father at this point. But it's always happy to it's, <laughs> it's always good to see them. Uh, and it looks like they got a proper bed that a mother and father should. So I'm happy to see that. Well, that's it. I can't wait. Winter is coming. I'll see you next week. Bye. So the cast is Amanda Batula, Kyle Cook, and Danielle Oliveira of Summer House. Katie Flood, Alex Propson, and Malia White of Below Deck. Tom Schwartz of Vanderpump Rules. Corey Kiefer of Winterhouse. Jordan Emanuel of Summer House. Um, Martha's Vineyard, sorry. Brian Benny of Family Karma King. And Casey Craig <laughs> making her Bravo, Bravo debut. Also visiting the cabin this season are Jason Cameron of Winterhouse. Sam Faher of Summer House. And Riley Gerber... Riley Gerber, Asia Scott, and Captain Sandy Yan of the Below Deck franchise. So, uh, to me, this was a more exciting Winter House trailer than I'm used to getting. What about you? A thousand percent. I normally have Winter House on, like, in the background while I'm doing other things. I was glued to my laptop screen watching this trailer. 
I'm very excited. And I think it is incredibly smart, even though I don't think you're a below deck person, it is incredibly smart that they added these below deck people. I will say Malia White is maybe one of the most hated people from below deck. In my opinion, if your team, Hannah, you know, like June, June, Hannah, I literally only know those three words. I don't know who Hannah is. So Hannah (laughs) was the longtime chief stew on below deck med. Okay. She was she was the Kate Chastain to Below Deck Med, where Kate Chastain was regular Below Deck. Right. And what happened was she had apparently some prescriptions and also, like, maybe a vape weed pen that she did not report. And Malia kind of ratted her out, which I guess is, like, rights for maritime law or whatever. But, but also, she's an arc. Right, but like people hate Malia because of that. Okay, which is interesting. Um, well, all the below deck people were the ones like they're ready to hook up. Oh, because that's what like below deck is. That is, it's like <laughs> hookup culture. Yeah, they should all go to Cut Fitness. I loved the moment in the trailer when Tom Schwartz was like flirting with Katie, and he was like, "I can't be with another Katie." No, of course not. Tom Schwartz doesn't need to be with anyone, let alone another Katie. Though, like, he's winning me back watching this trailer which is unfortunate i had no opinion on tom Uh, schwartz well he fame you know he famously asked me to officiate my friend's wedding that's right i do know that this was pre-cameo so it was like i'm glad it was also pre his bleach blonde era that he's in right now oh my god which is very upsetting is that not enough for you or whatever (laughs) (laughs) not enough um you know what i noticed watching the trailer is we have no page I know. Which I didn't even realize after we were done. Because I was like, why does this feel so nice? I don't need them or her or Craig. I like Paige. There's a part of me that will always like her. But I think it's like, Bravo's probably like, okay, we have them on two franchises. Like, to push them to three would be a lot. Yeah, we're oversaturated. Yeah, and it's like... Now that people are doing double duty, I'm thinking of, like, Cynthia doing Beverly Hills in Atlanta these days. It's, like, I think pushing to three is, like, the next too far. Yeah. We're not ready to cross that frontier yet. Yeah. Um, But to answer Dan's question, Jason, despite being in the cast photo, does not... He appears to be a visitor, not, like, an actual house guest. I didn't even catch him in the trailer. He was kind of there. The thing is, like... I want Jason if he's going to bring Giselle into the fold. A thousand percent. they had their romance, and they've been hanging out recently. Really? They Still. both had birthdays this past week, and I think Jason attended Giselle's birthday. I mean, if we have Captain Sandy coming to this house, we can have Giselle coming to this yeah. house. I think the reason Captain Sandy and Aisha... Aisha's the current... She was the chief stew. Okay. I think she started on Below Deck Med. Then she became the Chief Stew in Below Deck Down Under. But I think she's going back to Below Deck Med for this season. It's not the Chief Stew, but she's a delight. She's actually, like, amazing. But I think the both of them now live in Colorado, which is why it was easy for them to go. Because they moved filming from Vermont to Colorado this year. Right. Yeah. I know. I'm glad for a change of scenery there, too. Yeah. Um, so we don't know who Casey is at all. I guess not. And She's it's in like the taxidermy. <laughs> at this point, like, I guess we've had some successes of like cast members who have survived multiple winter houses, like Jason and I guess Corey. 
I guess. But like <laughs> now, I, there's no way Corey gets employed after this season because you know all his online stuff. Yeah, I thought it was very telling that he didn't have a little Chiron under his name. Yeah. Um, who else are you excited to see? I'm with Dan. I am so excited to see Brian. I love Brian. I love Family Karma. I agree. Uh, his mother should absolutely be part of main cast. Yeah. She would put Danielle in her place immediately. Yeah, and like bring Amrit's mother. Bring with them you. all. Bring the entire family. Why not? Um, I would have loved to see Amrit and Nicholas on a show like this. Um, but I get why they chose Brian because he's like kind of made for this show. This is like a himbo show and he's Absolutely. like the himbo of family karma. Although it didn't seem like he was getting much action. I know. And his like big moment in the trailer was about like how his mom had bought him something or whatever. Which is adorable. Yeah. That's why we love him. Yeah. Um, no, I'm excited. It's just like, I want it to come quickly so that we can get to Summer House to talk about everything that's going on there, which is maybe the perfect transition into... The big news from today. Gosh, the big news. So, Lindsay Hubbard, our beloved Hub House, finally, after what, two weeks? It's been a while, yeah. I think Broke her silence? <laughs> um, I'll read her statement now. She posted a classic, like, black background, white text on Instagram, and savvy as she is, she included all of the text of that letter in the caption, which you gotta do. Um, so, she said... I would like to start by saying thank you for allowing me the space and time to process my emotions, heal, and grieve the loss of not only my relationship, but my friendship with someone I considered my best friend for eight years. The last two weeks, I was right, have been the most heartbreaking and emotional weeks of my life. My entire life and future was ripped out from underneath me, and I've had a, and I have had a hard time making sense of it all with no answers or closure on why. I feel humiliated by how it went down and simultaneously heartbroken that it happened in the first place. My trust has been betrayed and coming, in, and coming to terms with that has been difficult for me. This was not my decision and I do not agree with quitting a relationship at this level without trying everything possible first. I had spent the last couple of weeks finding my own closure and peace I am forever grateful for my best friends who have not left my side and have been picking up the pieces of my heart and life every day from the fallout. I am still grieving and trying to process all that has happened, but I felt like it was important to update you all from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for the love and support from my friends, family, castmates, and all of you for carrying me through. Lindsay. Thoughts, feelings. Oh my gosh. We talked about crying on the pre-show a little bit yeah. and how I never cry. You I'm cry. tearing up. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, that statement should be read by like high schoolers yeah. in class, in English class. Oh, did you have to do like speech? Did you ever have to take a speech class where you had to read a famous speech? Yes. What speech did you read? Oh my gosh. Mine uh, was more embarrassing than yours. So go. I, I don't know. I went to high school in Texas. So it was honestly probably like a Bible verse or something. Mine was, this was in college, mine was the speech that Ted Kennedy gave after Chappaquiddick. Do you remember Chappaquiddick? No. When he was with a woman and he drove off a bridge and that woman died. Oh my God. I don't know why I gave that speech. We'll recite it right now. I don't, I don't remember it, but it was like a fucked up speech to give. Anyways, back to this. Probably shouldn't have said that. Um, But back to this. Um, One thing, I think it's actually like, it is a kind of like, interesting beautiful sentiment and like 
when she was talking about her best friends like picking up the pieces, I automatically thought of the first Sex in the City movie. Yes, they're spooning her porridge in bed right now. Yeah, oatmeal. but they're like like Miranda and Samantha are like getting like the flights change, like the whatever happening, like calling out sick, like all that kind of stuff. And that's when like Carrie turns to them and be like, "Wow, you two could really run the world." And now I think we've seen to get Lindsay on season three of it just like that. Exactly. One weird thing about the statement to me, and this isn't quite an original thought, and actually shout out Liz Bentley, friend to the show, who like kind of pointed this out on Twitter. The quote, I do not agree with quitting a relationship without trying everything possible first. Like a relationship isn't something you quit. Like you But it sounds like Carl like was just immediately over it. Yeah. But it's like you break up for reasons and it's like it's not like a chess game. I think that's a little bit of the Hubbard logic coming through. Yeah. Because I think she was so methodical with like how she was planning her life and her future. So she was like, there is an end game and it is a game because they're, I'm saying it's an end game, you know? Yeah. She was about to cross the finish line. Yeah. Oh, much like Ann Curry. She didn't make it past. <laughs> I also didn't Carl release a statement, like not a statement, but he like apologized to all the guests who had to like change their wedding plans all of a sudden. Or and their someone plans. quote unquote leaked it to people magazine. Yes. There was weirdness about that. It did seem really strange. Like the language that was used in there where he was basically just like, sorry, this was a mess. Yeah. Um, comes off much more poorly than Lindsay's beautiful statement that she just released. Yeah. I've always had such a soft spot for Lindsay that this does really actually make me sad. But then again, it's like, I always had such a soft spot for Carl too. But see, I'm, I'm hundred percent team Lindsay. Like I said, you reading that statement, like, yeah, in this I'm team Lindsay for sure. But like now I have to turn away from my king. (laughs) (laughs) Turn away, step into the light. Yeah. Um, I did like I did see Paige liked Lindsay's post. I don't know who else from the cast has because I haven't checked in a few hours, Ooh. but I liked that Paige liked it. This is when I love the come through queen investigative journalism that happens. Yeah, just looking at likes from a post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, before we get to our shows, there is a very interesting story that we need to get to, and. We're not going to do Jen Shaw updates a lot now that she's no longer part of the show, but this update... I'm obsessed with I this was update. waiting for this to come the moment I found out that they were going to be in the same facility. People called it, and yes. I'm so happy it's coming true. So this is a People Magazine exclusive. Headline is, Jen Shaw's bonded with Elizabeth Holmes in prison. Quote, they're friends, Rep says. Um Two of the, I know. Well, I'll tell you two of the quotes. I'm just going to say, and then we'll talk about it. Quote, they're friends. They're both rehabilitating and have bonded over being on this journey of positive change. The rep Chris Giovanni tells people their situations brought them together and they have a good understanding of one another. They're getting through this together. Beautiful. Another quote. (laughs) Jen's giving her a lot of advice. She's even met Elizabeth's baby and held her, says that Giovanni, Sorry. <laughs> who added that Shaw was, quote, very loving to Holmes and the newborn. I mean, to have this person giving exclusives to People Magazine about your friendship with Elizabeth Holmes in prison, I, like, need to hear the Elizabeth Holmes camp to, like, really know what's going on. 
I don't know if I trust the Elizabeth Holmes camp either, though. Neither yeah. camps are that great. Yeah, so I wasn't that invested in the Elizabeth Holmes of it all. Like, I know so many people watch all the documentaries, yada, yada, yada. I read the book. Uh, oh, you read the book. I read the book. So I only have, like, a surface understanding of her based on my friend Claire dressing as her for Halloween in, like, 2019. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, do you think that this is a friendship made in heaven or hell? I was texting with a couple of friends about this, and I said the two of them together are unstoppable. Like, they will take over the world. What do you think they'll do? Released. Well, uh, I think I saw somewhere else that they were... Jen is running, like, an abs class <laughs> in prison, and Elizabeth Holmes has been going to the abs class. That's so funny. I could see them maybe building, like, a fitness MLM empire somewhere. That's, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, do you... How many years is Holmes in for? Because Jen's around, like, seven? Yeah, she's about, like, I was going to say seven or eight. I mean, Elizabeth Holmes should be in there for a good long while. Yeah. Um... But I don't have the number at the top of my head. Interesting. I yeah. wonder if she still has the voice in prison. I'm sure she does. That's great. But so the baby, Jen's met the baby. The baby's just like coming to visit. I guess that's how that works. But I didn't know you could bring a... Fr I really don't really know enough about the prison industrial complex. <laughs> aside from the fact that I watch Orange is the New Black. I wonder if the baby is swaddled in one of Monica's baby swaddles. Oh, beautiful. Jen and Monica are friends. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so we'll keep on watching the story and keep reporting. I think you're good with like a very, very rare update. We don't need a lot of Jen Shaw yeah. prison updates. Exactly. Um, uh, why don't we jump over? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today over to Atlanta. It kind of feels good. I'm like breathing a sigh of relief. Like we made it to the end that of Atlanta over. season 15. The thing is, we made it to the end, but the reunion was actually the best part of this season. I know. I'm very conflicted. Like I was kind of team reboot all of them before yeah. the reunion started. And now I'm like afraid to let go of some of my girls. Tell me who you would keep and who you would let leave i honestly think candy earned her spot again like i'm not a huge candy fan i normally could take her or leave her but i was really invested in her this reunion i thought she woke up um basically the entire left couch although drew still makes me a little bit nervous we can get into it when we, when we talk about the ralph of it all mm -hmm. but i don't know something about drew as much as i love her throwing produce at people i could watch that all day um there's just, like, I feel like she's not 100%, like, real with the cameras. With True, I was, like, 
let's pick either the plum or the peach. Let's not do both. <laughs> the plum is way better. Yeah, the plum was funny. I mean, the peach would have been funny too. I feel like the peach has been done before, or at least people have said like, oh, they, they give them their, their peach. peach. I've never seen a plum. But it's like, it is funny doing it to your husband. Yes. Yeah. It adds another layer to it, which is very good. I think I agree with you about candy. It's like, I've always been on the, let's like give candy another project within the NBC Universal universe because she somehow is the only housewife who can continue to pitch them and they give her so many projects. Whatever she wants. Um, but yeah, I mean like her versus Sheree was a fun, exciting thing that we haven't quite seen before on this level. Yes, I was laughing. They had me cackling in a way that I had not laughed all season long. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but I think like Kenya needs to clock in a little harder. And I think she knows that. Like, I think yeah. she will. Though, like, everything she's said after the season, she's been criticizing Bravo and all of that. So who knows? Right. I know. Like, if I were a producer, I'd kick her out. But yeah. Personally, like, I would love to watch Kenya adopting a baby. I yeah. think that's, like, an incredible thing that I'd be invested in for next season. Um, I mean, this is not a hot take. Sonia's got to go. Yes. There's something out Sonia... That, like, I think she's toxically obsessed with people being in relationships to the extent that, like, even when her friends are in, like, bad relationships, she's, like, rooting for them really hard. I've noticed this from, like, the moment she's joined the show. She's, like... She loves that people are in relationships. I haven't caught, I haven't picked up on this. Yeah. It's just like some weird, it's like a weird quirk that I've noticed. Maybe because I'm single and I'm like, (laughs) I was going to say, that's like a Southern thing. Yeah. Um, And then I hate to say it. Marlo could go back to friend of. I agree, sadly. And I am a Marlo apologist. I think you are too. Oh yeah, of course. I loved Marlo. I thought she was great last season. The, all the stuff this season, like, I never want to hear about a shooting at Blaze or an incident, whatever yeah. you want to call it, ever again. I spent all of last season with Marlo making excuses for, I was like, no, she doesn't really mean she kicked out her nephews. <laughs> she just means that, like, they, like... They went on, like, a little vacation. They went on a vacation. They, they took a break. Like, kids go to, like, camp and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's so stupid. I know. I agree. I don't think she should be full-time, which I'm, like, upset to say. And then Sheree, I don't know what the hell to do with Sheree. It's, the thing is, I love her. I love her too. I mean. But like, she's also like constantly one of the more embarrassing housewives in a lot of ways. But like, I, I, something always brings me back to her. You're subscribed to She News. Yeah. I wish I knew how to quit her. (laughs) I always, I judge it a lot by like the little end cards they put on each woman at the end of the season. And Sheree's was literally just about her fibroids, I think, which like, which like sympathy to her, but also I'm sorry, we can give up SEX for a little (laughs) bit to get our health in check. Right. I would like to think so. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to go all the way to Portugal when a surgery is a couple minutes away. Exactly. Um, so this reunion, what were like the highlights for you? I mean, we have to talk about Drew's lemonade moment, like singing straight to Ralph. The thing, <laughs> Atlanta's, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but Atlanta's the only franchise where we have had multiple vocal performances. performances. And it's so 
fucking the just the footage of her standing there like Lana Del Rey on SNL, <laughs> like, and he's sitting there, and then Andy's in the middle, <laughs> right. And Andy was loving every second of it. Yeah. But we had full production. We had the lights changing colors. We had the microphone in hand. I don't think it reached the heights of Kim Zolciak singing Tardy for the Party. No. Um, but, oh my God, I've never... That's like a reunion first. I've never seen anything like that yeah. on a Bravo reunion before. Correct me. So we got Kim singing Tardy for the Party, obviously. Like, love the beat, whatever. Yes. And did... Candy ever perform at an early reunion? Did she perform Fly Above at an early reunion, or am I like I making that had. up? I think she just performed it a ton on like her first yeah. or second season that she was on. I can't remember a reunion performance of Fly no, Above. No, I just think it, it was. I'm like misconstruing. I'm thinking of Candy's first reunion was when Kim sang Tardy for the Party. Exactly, and that was actually one of my earliest housewives access points because i was home for like christmas or something and i turned on the tv and i was just like kind of generally watching this reunion of people who i like didn't know as one does and i remember being fascinated by like kim was telling the story the cancer story about like waiting in the chili's parking lot and i was like what is this and you were hooked ever since yeah and i'm i I was in atlanta at the time so like obviously like real houses atlanta yeah atlanta was my entry point too like i was glued from the very first episode i don't know what it was i'm kind of in the same boat where like i wasn't obsessed with bravo but something about real housewives of atlanta brought me in I have said, though, on this show that my true first access point was New Jersey because that was the first season I watched fully through the first season. The first season of Jersey was my first season. Of, yeah, like, you full... always remember your first. Yeah. Um, I would have loved a Fly Above reunion performance. I know. But that was also, wasn't that the reunion where like she was talking about how her like boyfriend died? Yes. Fiance. Yeah, she's lived through a lot. She really has. Also, I just have to say, everyone needs to go listen to Don't Think I'm Not. By Candy, old song. Oh, classic. Classic. It was when on, you're out in the club, don't, don't think, think I'm, I'm not, baby. I have not heard that song in ages. My friend put it on her Bachelorette party playlist. I have had it on repeat ever since. That was such a huge song for my like me growing up. And I always, now I wonder if it was like, because I'm from Atlanta, it was more popular there. I, my friend is also from Atlanta. Yeah. So, or from Georgia. So yeah. I think that definitely has something to do with it. Yeah. Crazy. But see, this is what we're trying to talk about season 15 of Atlanta and we're talking about Candy's song from God knows how many years ago. I know. But like season 15 in general, were there iconic moments? Aside from Drew singing at the reunion, because that actually will go down as like iconography. Absolutely. I mean, I think it is Sheree finding out that her ex-husband has a whole ass child that she did not know about. And all the women just, like, basically clowning him for it was phenomenal. Um, I also have to say one thing about the reunion. Courtney was fascinating to me. And Courtney interacting with Drew's sister. It's very dark, but, like, there's something about Courtney, too. There's, I, I think there might be more there that we won't go into, but it's just, like, it's... I mean, she's never coming back. It's wild. We'll never see Courtney ever it's again. It's wild. Do you think we'll see... I know you don't like her, but do you, do you ever think we'll see Moneta again? Yeah, I'm a Moneta hater. I yeah. don't think she adds anything to this show. I don't know. I think she's trying really hard, 
Oh, that, I did love this, too, when they were talking about something really, really dark. I think they were talking about maybe, like, Sonia losing her pregnancy or something. Mm -hmm. And then Andy very quickly pivoted to, oh, my gosh, Manietta, by the way, I love that you own an orphanage. And then just, like, sent her off into the abyss. It's crazy. It was a very wild pivot. <laughs> um, anything else from Atlanta before we jump over to Roni? Just that Ralph is absolute garbage. I know. I... I never I, want to see him ever again. I regret the first episode. I'm probably on the record here thinking he was hot his first episode because that was like his first episode, I think, was the one episode where we didn't know that he was an absolute scumbag. Right. Before he opened his mouth and said anything. Exactly. But yeah, that's really it. So let's go to Roni. Oh my gosh, let's go. I'm so excited. Okay, so... General thoughts on the season before we get into the episode. I'm loving it. I love every second of it. Um, Jenna Lyons is really surprising me. Also, this was like the week of Jenna Lyons pieces. Mm -hmm. Like there was that piece in the cut. Ooh, the cut piece is really good because she also hard launched her relationship, which yes. was, I had been investigating that. Okay. Before. Tell us everything. Well, no, it's just like her, the person she's with is like, famous lesbian so like i noticed that like a lot of my friends who were queer women were following her and i was like when i started to like put the pieces together i started texting people who don't even watch roni and i was like what do you know about this and they were like oh yeah we've seen like jenna like in her instagram and all that kind of stuff um but yeah that that cut piece is really good yes and she was also on evan ross katz's podcast yes the Shut girlfriend up, evan, yeah drives a Subaru. So I know yes. that about her now. Yes. Um, I feel like I didn't learn that much about Jenna necessarily from the cut piece, but it kind of goes back to this thing where like the other women keep insisting that she's not opening up about her life enough. Mm -hmm. but I'm like this woman in print media on the show is sharing like this disease that she has, like the struggles that she's had growing up with a mother who didn't know how to show emotion. Like, yeah, it was she's, on the spectrum. Yeah. Talking about her breakup. I don't understand what more, they want from Jenna Lyons. Yeah, I agree with you. I will say, like, I think it will be easy for the other women to point, well, like, you shut down a conversation about the person you're dating. Like, right. you won't bring a person you're dating on the show where we show our relationships with our, like, husbands or, like, even, like, brand ex-boyfriends type oh, of Gideon. thing. So cute. Bring him on every episode. There's a lot of... The good thing about the reboot of Roni is that, like, the side men for the most part, are all hot. Oh. We've got, like, at least two hot husbands, a hot ex-boyfriend, two hot brothers. I'm a member of the fried chicken committee with Pave. Yes. I love Abe the Babe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we have a good cast of characters going. Yeah. And we're, like, old Roni, we only had, like, fucking Harry Dubin. Then oh. <laughs> <laughs> shivers down my spine. Um, yeah, so we're in Anguilla. Yes, and everyone seems ready to, like, delve into trauma exactly <laughs> like when i'm on vacation i want like a margarita and like the sunshine yeah and i want to like laugh and like grab people's arms exactly yeah we're not doing any of that yeah so i know one of the activities we do we go to the beach and they seem to have this like private beach at the house yes which is so nice it's so funny because like some of these franchises don't get sent anywhere nice ever. No, that house is nice. And they're sent to this, like, fucking gorgeous place in Anguilla right off the bat with a private beach and just, like, chilling. Yes. And so what I thought was interesting about this trip, too, is, like, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but we didn't get a setup. Like, we're not going to find the O'Tools for this trip. Like, we just kind of popped up in Anguilla. I would not mind if Megan walked down the beach looking for the O'Tools. She would fit right in. (laughs) Um, But, like, Sai is supposedly, like, hosting it, maybe. Um, But, yeah, the house is incredible. They're lounging on the beach. They want to get Jessel naked wasted. Which, Which like that was scary something. to me. Yeah. And interesting that, like, Aaron was the mastermind behind that. Like, I know. tackling, like, a little witch over there. I haven't this seen that side of her before. 36-year-old woman. Yeah, 35, supposedly. Well, she now said. she's 36. Now she's 36. Yeah. Does not know WAP. <laughs> Which is, like, how did you miss WAP? She was so flabbergasted by it. How on earth did you miss? Like, it was everywhere. everywhere. And it was, like during covid so that like we had nothing else to do but see it no and then jessel said that of course she wouldn't know what wap is because she listens to abba and i ha- i listen to abba and i definitely know what wap is exactly so, yeah she's a little out of the zeitgeist on that one um people are turning on aaron hard but i will say if we didn't have aaron we wouldn't have what makes this show this show we wouldn't have conflicts so i especially watching aaron i mean the women come for her every single second of every episode which Mm -hmm. i love but watching her fight like when they were at that very first dinner the first night um and her like arguing with bryn over all the drama that happened at their vow renewal she remains so calm Mm -hmm. it's really like interesting to watch she can handle anyone nothing really like phases her like i would be terrified to fight her i will say my mind is getting a little scrambled because of course bravo does what they do and they released 11 minutes of the next week's episode which i of course watch because i have no self-control I never watch um erin does get more frazzled in a fight that she has with uba which was in the preview for the like the season preview yes it's like the sunglasses thing yes erin does get very much frazzled which i feel like we haven't really seen uba fight yet but yeah i feel like uba could bring it yeah not to be spoilerly but i think uba's reasoning for doing what she did is more justified than aaron wants to give her credit for but i'll leave it at that because we'll we'll stay tuned talk about it next week um what about jessel how are you feeling about her I'm the number one Jessel fan. Yeah. I loved her from the first episode. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, I think that's a good time, and we'll get back to the rest of the episode, but I wanted to say that the reunion filmed today, and we found out that Jessel got first chair. I'm so proud of our girl. It is so amazing. So the couch with Jessel, it goes from Andy, Jessel, Bryn, Uba. And then on the other side, and people were surprised here, it goes from Andy, Aaron, Jenna, Sai. I was shocked that Jenna did not get seated next to Andy. Let's talk about that a little bit. Because I've been on some text threads where people are talking about maybe different reasoning why Jenna didn't get first seat. And there's some theorizing going is like, did Jenna request not to be first seat? Oh, I could see that. Because she's, like, really kind of anxious. Yes. And maybe she doesn't want to be in the line of fire. Maybe she just wants to be comfortable in the middle. It is fascinating listening to her on all these interviews and articles and things talk about the show. Because Mm -hmm. she does seem so far removed from it at this point. She's, like, 
I'm basically forgetting that I ever did it for yeah. right now. And we're just kind of moving on. But the thing is, she's also getting all these opportunities because she's on the show. So, and she's like, I could tell she's also like feeling herself. Like oh, yeah. when I look at her Instagram, I'm like, wow, she's really, she's posting a lot. Like she's doing throwbacks. We've got to sell eyelashes. Yeah. I mean, she did a whole series like based on like one thing she wore on the show. She showed us like every, she did grid posts of like every other time she had worn that garment like on a red carpet. Which I love. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. She's, like, such an interesting bird. She's very Gen X online. Yes. Okay. I am really curious. I can't see her doing exceptionally well in a reunion. I'm a little nervous for how Jenna Lyons performs at a Roni reunion. But So maybe she does belong in the second chair. Yeah. I heard she wears jeans. Okay. Great. I, I don't... My source didn't have, like, a specific source, so I'm just saying that. But I heard she wore jeans. <laughs> I'm taking it as fact. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first. But yeah, also, like, Erin does deserve first chair. I mean, like, she... It's, like, literally, like, am I the drama? Like, yeah. she is the drama. She is. Yeah. And we love her for it. Um, I wouldn't put love in my True. relationship with her. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, we love Abe the Babe. Yes, we definitely do. I was on his website the other day. What does he... What is on his website? He does, like, law, but for, like, <laughs> startups, I think, okay. specifically. A law website. Yeah, and then I found his Facebook, and I have one mutual friend with him. And it's this girl I haven't talked to in a while, which we've always been friendly. We were friends in college. We did, like, I was on, like, the class council in college, and she was also on it. Okay. And I think she teaches spin sometimes. So I wonder if they met at a spin class. Oh, well, Abe is famously your contemporary, so... I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it stresses you out, so I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> no, I think it's fine. Also, like, you're not that much younger. No, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. not. <laughs> um, anything else for Roni? I just have to say, I loved Bryn and Aaron in that bathtub at the very end. Oh, yes. That is the sisterhood that I love to see. And a line that made me absolutely laugh out loud was... Erin uh, is like attempting to do her hair and says she looks like George Washington. Mm-hmm. And then Bryn just goes, You fucking Federalist. Yeah, that was funny. Genius. I will say, I think Bryn is interesting on this show, but I do think she is actually trying to like forge friendships with these women in a real way. Yeah. Like I see them online, like on social and stuff, and like she's like hanging out with like Dressel and her kids and that type of thing. So I do think she's actually trying to be like genuine with this show where I think a lot of these women come on these shows and they only see each other in the five months that they film or whatever. And then Brynn's not really like hawking anything. Like right. she's not selling anything except for maybe like a chessboard or something. Yeah. Like, She's there to have fun and make friends. I can exactly. see it. And be a TV star. Yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> and like maybe get a man or whatever. No, she already has Gideon. Yes, exactly. I'm rooting for them. Visions of Gideon. Um, should we go to Salt Lake City? So my friend Chris talks about, he's not, he's never been a big housewives person, but he, when Salt Lake started, he got in on the bottom floor because he was like, this is a new series. This is a new um, franchise so I can begin this show and like grow with them where like the other ones are daunting. It's like you have to watch like 11 seasons of the old Roni or like 13 seasons of the old Roni. And so he did that for Salt Lake City and did the same for New York. And it's funny the way he talks about the women. He's like, the New York women, I'm like, with my girls Mm -hmm. but like with the salt lake city women i'm like 
what is this fucking freak show? But I'm mesmerized. <laughs> That's why we love them. Salt Lake. It's so good. It's so they're all characters in a way that like characters that don't exist on Earth. Yeah, it's a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild, and it's even getting like more and more wilder. Yeah. Ooh, so this episode. Uh, this episode, we started with Lisa and Meredith on their little stroll, mm-hmm. and it is so obvious that neither of them want to be friends. I know, and it's like, how far we've come, because season one, we couldn't tell them apart, No, and they were pretending to be best friends. But I do appreciate, you can tell the, I feel like the cast had a meeting before the season started, and they were like, we are starting at square one. Like, Jen is out, we're like cutting all the other drama from the last three seasons, Yeah, and like, we're really trying to turn over a new page leaf whatever you exactly i mean Snowflake. that's like when housewives is at its best yes. when they're able to the point of the show is conflict make up more conflict more conflict but you gotta like actually make up and have like actual fun times like i always bring up karen and giselle because they're the queens of this kind of housewives relationship absolutely they can be fuck, fucking duking it out <laughs> to the death Then they can turn around and have, like, some fun scenes where they're laughing, having fun. Like, Giselle's talking about how much her daughters respect Karen and Karen vice versa, yada, yada. And I I like that they apparently had this meeting in Salt Lake City because we got to move on. Yeah, we definitely have to move on. They both seem at least somewhat, like, ready to do so. Sure. But we're not having fun with the two of them. No. Yet. Yet. Yeah. There's potential there, though. I think, like, in the previews for next week, there's definite potential for Meredith. Meredith, so Meredith has never been my favorite on Salt Lake. I don't know what they're pumping into her veins this season, but she's the word on everyone's lips. She's activated. She is definitely activated. I Um, am here for it. I will say, and I want to hear what you think about this, because my opinion is mixed. Heather talking about Lisa's son going on his mission. Yeah, it's tough. To me, my mixed comes from, obviously, the Mormon religion has traumatized Heather. They've also, they don't like gay people, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then I'm like, kind of weird for Heather to be commenting so much on this like kid's future. Yeah. And this is, you've said this before, and, like, this is why we need Heather on the show. She's at her best when she's, like, explaining Mormonism Mm -hmm. to the people. So when she was really, like, going into what it means to go on a mission and we're, like, taking death oaths and all of these things, I'm like, oh, my God, nobody should be doing this. But then, yeah, I mixed, too, because I agree with you. Like, if this is Lisa's faith and her son has grown up in the Mormon church and this is what he wants to do, like... Who is Heather to have any opinion on that? I just think it's not. I think she can have an opinion on it. I just think have a private opinion. I don't think it's like a good look to be commenting on like, like the kids are off limits type of thing. But that being said, like, I agree. It's like, she is pointing out interesting things. The other thing is like Lisa Barlow owns a tequila company and Mormons aren't supposed to drink. I think that's the thing is Heather keeps trying to bring it back to Lisa. Like Lisa is like, trying to make this happen for Fudge College. I can't remember his name. Jack. Jack. I was going to say John. Jack. 
Um, but like Lisa doesn't seem to want this to be happening either. Yeah. So if anything, like that could be an entry point for Heather and Lisa to bond over like how difficult this is for, yeah. for Lisa. But yeah, it just seems like Heather's coming from a little bit of like a catty place with some of her comments on it to me, which is why I do feel a little weird about the whole thing. Yeah. Speaking of Mormons real quick, and I should have talked <laughs> about this on the pre-show on Patreon, but I didn't. And this is going to be the weirdest recommendation there was such an interesting article that came out in the Atlantic about Mitt Romney. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's like this long form article. And it's like, I think it's an excerpt from maybe an upcoming biography about him okay. that he gave the biographer, like all this access. It's just a very interesting look into the psyche of this man who ran for president, then went to the Senate and is this Mormon who, like, is a Republican who, quote-unquote, I guess was apparently trying to do the good thing Supposedly. throughout his career? But, like, I don't believe that. But um, it's just, like, so interesting. Also, it's revealed that he eats salmon with ketchup on it. No. Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's – I don't care for him, but it's, like, a interesting long-form article that if you have, like – 30 minutes tomorrow like go read it's just like fascinating it's interesting that yeah he's really become like the good one yeah because he did the bare minimum of like yeah. voting to impeach trump after the insurrection <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll take it we'll take anything we can get it's it's that's so wild that we talk about republicans in that way um i don't um but so speaking do. of republicans back to real housewives of salt lake city yeah exactly um, what else happened before we go to Palm Springs? We had that whole scene with Monica at home with her baby swaddles. Yes. Which I loved. Yes. And the whole Louis Vuitton the Louis thing. Louis Vuitton of it all. It's, she's kind of a star. It's so interesting watching her and Angie Kay. I know Angie Kay was on last season, but like them stepping into like full housewifery at the same time. And Monica is popping and Angie Kay is not doing it for Doesn't me. Doesn't it feel like Angie Kay's like mumbling through yes, scenes? Always. And it's like, I know it's kind of like a joke about this podcast, but like you had Angie H right there. I know. And I like wish she, you on that one. She was a mess. But at least, like, she was doing things that, like, made her, like, come off the page. And not to erase history, at the end of last season, Angie K did wake up. She had her two big moments, the Jen Shaw sprinter van fight and then the um, uh, Barbie, what was it, like, scissor yeah, kicks a, or whatever? She was ahead of the Barbie trend on that one. Yes. So she did have those moments, which I guess is, like, probably why she was hired full-time. But wearing these weird costumes and like kind of just like floating through scenes isn't doing it for me yet, but we can put a pin on that. Yeah. I have hope. She added way too much garlic to whatever she was making in that yeah. blender. Um, and then after that, I think we're on our way to Trixie motel. Yes. Which I need to go. This is like great advertising. Yes. Um, I'm excited because I am going to Palm Springs next week and I've never been. And you have to hit it up. And I have to hit it up. Um, I wonder if it'll be, like, open. Well, you need to call them, like Mary M. Cosby did, and yes. ask also about their room. Their room service sounds great. Personal pizzas. And cheese boards. And cheese boards. Yeah. And they have an open bar. Sign me up. 
Um, I don't think it's an open bar. I think it's a full bar. Full bar. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was. I was waiting, like with bated breath, to see if Trixie would actually appear. And not only are we getting her this episode, we're getting her next episode. And I want to say I saw a producer post something that like we might get her a third time, like an, in another look. What? Yeah. She fit right in. I know. It's wild. Her friendship with um, Whitney is wild. But also, like, oddly makes perfect sense to me. I know. Did you ever watch any of their collabs? No, I've never seen <laughs> What are they collabing on? Like, makeup stuff. Or, like, what's... um. Wild Rose? Yeah, Wild Rose. Okay, so we're Wild Rosing. Yeah. With Trixie. Um, I liked that Whitney went early to be like, actually, Trixie was my friend first. Yes. yes. And this is why I love Whitney. She is constantly stirring shit mm-hmm. um, and does not feel bad about it in the slightest. Yeah. She's a great housewife. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about her inviting Angie K though? Once again, like, she knows it's going to piss everyone off mm-hmm. on that trip. It's not her trip to do so. Exactly. But she's going to do it. And did you watch Trixie Motel? No, I really want to. It's a good show. I will say it's a really good show. You get to know Trixie's husband, David, who I think is the one who answered the phone for Mary. From what I've read online, from like what I remember of his voice, when Mary called to ask if they had Dom Perignon 2003. Which I've never had. Have you had? No, but that's the one. That is the Dom that she talked about in season one with the story about there was a drought and like people died, but it produced like the best grapes ever. Right. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, I, of course yes. I do. Which is why Tracy motel needs to get it in stock ASAP. I mean, I'm sure they will try their hardest to make it like a bit. Oh yeah. Trixie's like a advertising genius. Yes. So I'm sure it's already in stock. There. Yeah. Um, uh, so Lisa's ring. Oh my God. <laughs> A $60,000 ring. Why are you traveling with a $60,000 ring? Who was the housewife? Was it Alexis Bellino who had fake versions of all her good jewelry so that she could wear yeah, like, I on think vacation? Even Heather De- I think Heather DeBro said she does that too, if I remember correctly. It's just like so wild. And like, if it fell off in the bathroom and you couldn't find it, like, it should be so easy. Watching the... Uh, t- TSA person, whoever it was, like his face when Lisa just had to add in that it was $60,000. I'll never forget it. Crazy. Um, But I did like that they were all, well, I loved Heather reporting live from the bathroom. Yes. I do want to say like Heather, it's only two episodes into the season. I was so over her last season and on Ultimate Girls Mm -hmm. Trip. She's winning me back a little bit. Even coming after the child. Yes, even coming yes. after the child. No, I mean, there is something there is something great about Heather in a lot of ways. I just think she gets too caught up or too calculated or too something, and that's when she gets bad. Yes. Yeah. But more phone footage from her in the bathroom. Exactly. Great. For sure. Um, and I'm so excited for next week's episode to see them actually staying at Trixie Motel, and then... I'll be in Palm Springs when the next episode airs. Oh my gosh, it's Kismet. Yes. Um, so exciting. I like to make things about me. Uh, <laughs> do you want to move over to OC? 
OC, as per usual, is the highlight of my week. Really, truly. It's so good. The way this show has bounced back in such a major way this past year. And that's why I'm cautious about like getting rid of everyone on, on Atlanta. I like, know. Maybe we just need to suffer through a couple of rough seasons. And like, maybe, maybe it is bring, bringing people back. I wouldn't mind Portia being back on there. Yeah. And I mean, I I would love to see Nini back, even though I know she wasn't great towards the end of her second run. But bring bring them all back. Who cares? Bring Deshaun back. Why not? Nostalgia does sell. I mean, like, I think the someone just bought the Brady Bunch house. (laughs) Wasn't there a whole HGTV show about that? Yeah. Property Brothers and Zoe Deschanel did a HGTV show where they made the interior of the house look like the actual set because obviously you know like the exterior never actually looks right. whatever yeah that's how you get works. trixie trixie in there yeah exactly. a little flair well zoe and one of the property brothers i believe were on trixie motel <laughs> zoe deschanel zoe deschanel's career is really going it's places. weird yeah i saw her doing something i feel like she was doing like a she was doing a drink video recently on like Instagram with Crystal Kung Minkoff. Okay, well I'm suddenly interested. Yeah, because <laughs> you know how like Crystal likes to do like cooking videos and stuff. Yeah, well she has her whole like coconut water thing too. Yeah, and her like little cocktail, her little margarita. Oh right, famous she's always margarita. the bartender. Yes, yes. Um. Anyways, sorry. Back to <laughs> OC. And like we got on a tangent, but like OC is actually good. Oh my god, it's incredible. Yeah. And this episode was like start to finish. There was jam packed. Yeah, so we're starting out the gate. We're in the middle of that fight where everyone's mad that Heather didn't tell them that she sold her house for $60 million, however much she sold it for. 55. 55. I rounded up. <laughs> um, and she, like, leaves to, like, go, like, like decompress. And interestingly, Tamara's the one who goes after her. Yes. Which I'm not seeing this like huge feud that was built up of Tamara versus Heather. Yeah. Like I expected, I guess these two Titans going at it. Tamara's just sitting there watching it all unfold. I know. I think the real big feud will always be Heather versus Shannon. Yes. Because Tamara is a snake who will go the way the wind goes. Like, and in some good ways, she recognizes games sometimes. Like she was on watch what happens live last night and she basically was talking about Heather and she's like, like, we don't have a show without Heather. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Shout it from the rooftops. No, because Heather is so necessary to this show because she is so different than all of the other like OC women for the most part. Yeah. I guess she's like, she's a little more similar to like Emily. Who's now a star. Exactly. And I like that she's calling out Heather for calling her Snuffleupagus because I get the like hair thing, but also like this woman, I feel like these like bigger women on these shows are always fucking compared to something weird. Like how many times has uh, Heather Gay been called Shrek? Oh my God. It's so bad. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, I did love Heather whispering. There was a moment where they were fighting about Snuffleupagus and Heather was whispering like, that was my only friend growing up. Oh my God. And that absolutely tracks. I don't think my household was a big Sesame Street household. Obviously I knew the players. Right. Everyone knows the players. But, like, I don't remember sitting in front of Sesame Street a lot. No, I was I was more of a Barney. I was with Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato. Ooh, Barney was 
generation right after me. I mean, I'm famously so much younger than you. Yeah. My cousin Katie, she was a Barney girl, and I remember watching <laughs> with her back in the day. Shout out, Keekers. Um, what else is episode? They do aerobics, and they all wear costumes. Like oh, the yeah. Suits. That I could have done without. Yeah. Um, the aerobics instructor was very cute, though. Yeah. It seemed hard, but they were also all drinking, like, champagne during it. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh, we have to talk about Vicky. Yes. And how Vicky's entire personality now is just screaming. Literally screaming and, like, housing shots. <laughs> yes, the I, way she takes shots is so mesmerizing slash scary. I told you about, I went on a cruise at the start of the summer, which is also scary. Mm-hmm. But there was a day where I probably did about seven tequila shots. And wow. I was... If there were cameras on me, that is like a mortifying thought. Yeah. I would never in my life. And then you have Vicky Gumbelson just drinking it like water. I don't understand. How I this can't do a shot. Oh no. Especially not tequila shots. Like if I were, I can do a shot. So for example, I think the last time I did my shot or my shot, a shot was actually on my birthday. You were there um, when I was closing out the bartender was like, Oh, thanks for bringing in a bunch of people. Can I like give you a shot? Um, at the gate. Yeah. They love you there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So I did like a whiskey shot, which I can handle cause it goes down like warm. Yeah. Tequila shots. Like, Oh, tequila and whiskey are the only two I can do. Anything else is off limits. The night before my friend honey's wedding, we went out after the rehearsal dinner, we went out to like a bar and like had a few drinks and people were doing like tequila shots. I did a tequila shot and I had to go into the bathroom and I didn't want to throw up. So I had to go and I had to like stand quietly with my eyes closed <laughs> and just think about not throwing up. Did that work? Yeah. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what Vicky's doing off camera. Maybe. I mean, maybe that's why she's like screaming with her eyes closed all the time. <laughs> just, I could just watch her screaming all day. It's yeah. never not funny to me. Shannon's reaction to Vicky appearing, like she's so emotional about it. Yeah. She loves this woman. Wild. I mean, they're Aries sisters. They yeah. really did have a great friendship. Like, did they ever really have a huge falling out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't because Shannon helped, tried to help with Brooks oh, and provide right. doctors and that kind of thing. Yes. If Shannon's going to do something, she's going to recommend you to a doctor. Of course. Dr. Moon. Yeah. Um, the thing about Vicky is that like she would be so stressful to hang out with because you'd ha- always had to feel like you need to be like your most fun self possible. And the fun is like specific to what she thinks is fun. Oh yeah. She's calling everyone boring. To yeah. Their it's like you have to be like yelling and like doing shots. And it was funny when they like all changed into their PJs after dinner and like all came to Vicky and um, Shannon and Tamara's like sweet. I could see Heather like, acting like she was fun yeah she She, walked through the door dancing she had like a speaker like one of those like bluetooth speakers yes crazy um i also do love how vicky was just she shouted i was fired on camera did you catch that That was lovely yes (laughs) so good that's why i'm loving her um we skipped atvs and going to that like swimming hole oh yeah i would like to I would like to imagine that Dan in Italy is Shannon Medore as Jennifer Coolidge in the White Lotus yes. on the Vespa. <laughs> I loved that they, like, I did not expect them to show a screenshot no, me of neither. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually at 
the White Lotus location today. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The Bedorian. Like the, he sent me a picture of like that like little like island or peninsula where Megan Fahey brings um, oh, the boy. Yeah. yeah. They were right there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm sure he's having a great time. I hope no one gets murdered. I'm sure. I almost said something weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the next morning after dinner and then the after part. Oh, first of all, the like candle, like lighting oh my God. stuff on fire. And uh, Taylor just shoving it in the ice bucket. Taylor's yes. on it. Ice bucket challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is what happens when you're doing tequila shots. I know. Ooh. Um, what else? So the next morning we go to that little brunch and that's where we start fighting. And that's when Tamara and the love of my life, Jen, yeah. just go at it. And Tamara had some low blows. She was literally like, you destroyed your family. It's horrible. And I just, I, I still don't fully understand why Tamara is just like so out to get her friend. Because <laughs> Tamara's there to make television. Yes, that is true. And I also just love how cut fitness is still at the center of it all. I know. Like a little sex club over there. And did they say that um, Emily's mother-in-law, who we know, used to go to Cut Fitness and knew about the drama? I missed that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Okay. So that little woman, we always, we're always at her house because Perry. Emily's house is not as nice as hers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, OC's just so good this season. And I know they just filmed the reunion last week. And we saw that Tamara and Heather went out to dinner afterwards. Which, this is calculated Tamara. Yeah. I think Tamara's like, if we lose Heather... Then we're done. We're not done, but it's not going to be as good. Yeah. Like, the wealth that Heather brings. Like, the family storylines are good, too. Her weird marriage... Yeah, I don't know if I need to see more of that. I never need to see her and Terry, like, dancing in an empty $55 million house again. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> We're different on that one. Exactly. Um, anything else about OC before we get to our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen? No, I think that's it. Okay, so our Freak of the Week, we're going to be throwing it back to Tom Sandoval. Which he hasn't really been in the news that much. He's until... been in the special forces. Exactly. So uh, Tom, so Raquel posted like a nice little reel on her Instagram for her birthday of like her in a garden somewhere. <laughs> and it was like cute or whatever. Um, and then fucking creepo Tom Sandoval. I forget the exact quote of what he said he like commented on it and was like happy birthday friend hope you're doing well miss like that's you it. like whatever and it's like after all this time and what you've put us all through leave this woman alone like happy birthday friends <laughs> like you were lovers for seven months yeah he gave her a lightning bolt necklace yeah we're matching lightning bolt necklaces anyways Raquel blocked him. Good. Which, good. Yeah. We love her for that. But now he's, like, calling her immature on red carpets for her blocking him. And he's, like, saying that he's going to vote for Ariana for Dancing for the, with the Stars, which I am, too. <laughs> I will not be. I'll be voting for Mauricio. <laughs> I think I'm going to watch. I'm going to do my classic watch of the first episode. Okay. Because um, it's... Okay, so it's Ariana, Mauricio, 
Jamie Lynn Spears. Jamie Lynn Spears. Jason Mraz. Really? Yeah. Okay. Ariana and um, Jason Mraz were the two by representation. All right. Well, yeah. then we will be voting for them, I guess. Yes. We have to. Yeah, I'll give five votes to Ariana, five to Jason, probably. And Tyra is no longer a host. I guess, but who's the host? I Alfonso? don't know. I'm just going to be, I'm a Tyra super fan, so I'm going to be very upset that she's no longer on our screens. I think we need to find her something else. I know she's very busy running an ice cream empire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. But she has a couple spare minutes in her day. Yes. Um, let's move to, let's do the one true queen, and this one's all you, but I'll chime in. Aliens. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, researchers in Mexico unveiled that they had a non-human, like, the corpse of a non-human entity. It's here, and they're showing it all. That was, like, how many years old? Oh, I can't remember. Like, it was old. It was old. Uh, between that and, like, what's happening with the U.S. government, like, unveiling aliens. Yeah, they're out there. But, like, the aliens that the Mexican researchers unveiled, that was, like, a small alien. That was, like, kind of reminded me of, do you ever see Men in Black? Yes. You know when that old guy's head opens and yes. there's that, like, tiny little alien yeah, living in so it? Yeah, he was so cute. He was so cute. That, yeah. The, the aliens from Mexico, that's what they looked like. Yeah, they're adorable. Yeah. Abduct me tomorrow. Yeah, so that's our show. Um, Aaron, where can we find you on the internet if you want people to find you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at tallpaleaaron. Uh, it's because you, he's tall and pale. Yes. And uh, I can bake you a cake or anything else. Just DM me if you want something. Yes. Um, and then for everything, come through Queen. Just go through to comethroughqueen.com. We did a little pre-show where we talked about crying um, that you can listen to. (laughs) Um, uh, And then, obviously, we're at Come Through Queen on Twitter, Come Through Queen Podcast on Instagram. And love us, love us, please retweet. Bye. Bye, everybody. Come through, Queen. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.